Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Eric believes there is a spiritual responsibility that we all carry to be conscious of politics and to guide the world into a healthy direction for humanity. In this class, Eric covers his personal opinions and encourages everyone to look at politics from more than one point of view. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rebel Guru Radio, episode number 77. The name of this is Making Peace with Politics. We're having our Rebel Guru, Eric Pepin, joining us live right now. (laughs) Hey, Eric. Nice shades. Hey, hey. I grab my bifocals, you know. Yeah, it's a good I, switch. I seen this and I was like, I better, better know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to be talking about politics and the spiritual relevance to uh, different political issues. And we're answering a lot of your questions on these. Uh, but we really want you to feel like you can say anything that you're thinking or feeling. We want this to be kind of an open dialogue. Um, obviously, we want to hear and know what Eric thinks about these things. But we also want... Lots of engagement from you. Let us know kind of your thoughts, um, if there's anything you want us to speak about during this class. Um, And we love it when you like it, comment, and share. That always boosts our posts and help us, you know, be seen by more people. So we appreciate it. Thank you for being here. So, Eric. uh, So, Jonah. (laughs) What is your your motivation to be talking about politics right now? I mean, obviously there was just the elections and everything. Well, look, you know, a lot of people don't realize we have as many Republican uh, uh, people that are interested and involved with HBI Mm -hmm. as much as we do have liberals and whatnot. And, you know, I I read some of the posts we put up and, you know, I take a very strong position. Everybody knows my position. Okay. But then there's some stuff that I think there there needs some, some clarity on. And I also think there's a lot of tension uh, between, you know, right now, obviously between Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. And what, what a lot of people don't realize, most spiritual people, they don't want to deal with this. They don't want to talk politics. They don't want nothing to do with it. They just want to be kind of left alone. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what left, you know, Christian persecution and, and numerous other different things where religious and spiritual people were murdered and ostracized and everything because they did not keep the power that they had. They just wanted the easy life and take it easy and not have to deal with confrontation. And the the world is going to close in on you. And whether you think you're in your little bubble, wherever it, wherever it is, 
they're going to come for you. They're going to kick the door in, okay? And they're going to drag you away by your hair. Who knows, okay? You've got to be involved with some level of politics. You know, I, I had a student once, and we were out in, in uh, Hawaii for a big class, and he had asked to, to go, and I was like, yeah, sure, fine, you know, but... You know, make sure you, you have all your situation back home all resolved. And when he came out there, you know, the first day, I mean, I totally picked up on the fact that he mentally was somewhere else. So I said to him, I pulled him aside and I was like, look, why are you even here if you're not here? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, you're physically here, but you're mentally not here. So whatever your problems are, you're fighting with your girlfriend more than likely in your head and on your cell phone whenever you get a chance. That's not being here. That's not mentally being in the right place. So my point to all of that is, is that if we don't fight for a political position and get behind those that are representing our interests, then you're going to be infiltrated with negative energies just in your everyday life. Whether you want it there or not, it's going to intrude upon you and push its way on you, and you ain't going to have nothing to say about it because you didn't raise a voice and get involved when you could have. So it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to deal with it. I certainly don't. Uh, the only reason I have said as much as I have said and posted as much as I have said because I feel an obligation as a person that people look to uh, for advice or leadership or insight or whatever, whatnot, or just what my opinion is. And if I don't say anything, then I'm being complacent. And I'm certainly not being the example that I should be. So there is risk to me. There's haters out there. There are people like, you know, oh, is that such and such and yada, yada, or who knows what. Uh, you just got to roll with the punches. And if you're timid and you're quiet, aggressive people will turn around and run your life and tell you the way it's going to be and you're going to shut the F up and that's going to be the end of it. You gave up your rights because you chose to be, uh, you know, step back and let all the fighters do the fighter. Well, we're tired too. Step up. We're fighting your fight for you. Okay. Don't let us do all the work. Back us up. That's all I'm saying. But there are a number of uh, subjects that I probably do not lean in the typical liberal category. You know, I might lean more towards a Republican view. But keep in mind, there's a difference between Trump Republicans and Republicans, okay? Huge difference. Um, so, you know, there you have it. So I, I thought it was important for me to explain some of my views so that you may under... Because I'm sure mostly the, the liberals are, are watching me. Um, I, I want you to understand that not everything that, that we'll call them Republicans, if you will, okay, that what they want isn't so necessarily I'm, I'm not in disagreement with. I mean, a perfect example is, is guns, okay? Let me just start off by saying maybe I'm going to shock everybody, okay? But I, I would never if, – if I had guns, and I'm not saying if I do or I don't, okay, for, for obvious reasons, but – if I had guns, I'm not giving up my guns. Hell no, okay? Let's look at it from a practical way. I live in the middle of nowhere. Forget the crazy people, okay, of which I also have to contend with, but there are bear. We have bear out here. We have cougars, basically mountain lions. We have all sorts of crazy stuff going on. I think maybe probably once or twice a month, 
you will hear a, a high-end uh, uh, rifle going off or, or something like that. And you're, you know, if you don't know the area, when I first moved out here, of course, I was like, you know, damn, but, you know, I recognized what it, what gun it was and what was not. And so uh, it would be a little concerning to somebody who doesn't, but they're out there shooting at raccoons probably or, or the bears ripping up the, the garden or the trash. And I don't know if they're, they're probably not shooting directly for them. They probably can't even see them at night. They're shooting in the air. But there's a reason why you need guns. Now, this, of course, doesn't leave the conversation. Of course, there's been mass murders. Of course, there's been all these things. Look, it's my opinion, and I am not an authority on anything that I'm talking on politically. I mean, I'm an authority on spiritual stuff. That's a different subject. I, you know, I don't like to, to portray myself as someone who has all the answers on certain things. What I can say is... I hope what I'm getting ready to share makes you as a person broaden your ability to listen to the other side. If Eric Pepin is agreeing with him to some degree and you really agree with me often, then maybe you need to, to, to reconsider what, what you've come to believe because there was a time where I was very anti-gun, you know? Um, but, you know, there's, there's so many reasons why I support guns. One is, sure, in Canada, they don't have them. Sure, in Britain, they don't have them. They don't have the population we have. They don't have the same, necessarily, same circumstances as we had. And, you know, we, we, this all goes back to the right to bear arms. And there's a reason for it, a very good reason, because, you know, if you think back 10 years ago, does that feel like a long time to you? Probably not. 20, 30 years, probably not. I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm like, God, that was just 30 years ago. I mean, it seems so far out when I was younger and the older you get, you, you have that kind of memory. You don't, you don't, it doesn't feel as old. Well, it was just, just literally a couple generations, a few generations ago, that you had the British in here with guns trying to kill everybody and take their land. Or you had the French coming in, you even had Russian, you had everything coming in here trying to take what, what we or the people of America at that time busted their ass to create. Had they not had weapons, and in some cases they didn't, and those who didn't basically had their land taken from them and just smacked and told, go away, shut the half up. Okay, had they had a gun, hmm. So that is why we have the right to, in, in a very short process statement, okay, because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this, but this is why we have the right to bear arms as one of the main things about being a U.S. citizen. America is huge, and there's a lot of different people here with a lot of different viewpoints. Now, does that not mean that we can't uh, come to, to some understanding or some kind of agreement or middle ground? I think so, but if we're not open to the conversation and we're just like, everybody's got to have their guns taken away, it ain't never going to happen. It'll never happen in a million years. I'm telling you, it's never going to happen, okay? So they're not impractical. So let, let me kind of come at it differently. Let's look at hunting, okay? So you have hunters. They're out there killing animals. Oh, no, they're killing animals, okay? Well, what most people really don't know is that normal hunters who are very passionate about hunting have to be registered. They have so many tags for so many animals that they're allowed to kill or harvest, and they better harvest them correctly and, and put that meat product to good use, okay? Now, the reason they have tags is that 
we know how many, let's say, deer are out there on average, okay? If, if we don't have a means, if we don't hunt them, or we don't have it open to hunting, okay, you're going to see a mass overrunning of, of deer like you've never seen before. I mean, just crazy. I, I'll just take a step back. When Lewis and Clark came to America, a lot of people don't know this. There was one point where they were out in the middle of somewhere. He's probably going through a valley in a boat or something. And the whole sky blotted out. Blotted out. Black. Night. Get a flashlight, which they didn't have, okay? In the middle of the afternoon, probably, okay? And what they said was, was this was all the geese flying in the air. There was so many of them, it literally blotted out the sun. Now, can you imagine the shit pile coming from the sky? Okay, I can tell you when I used to live out in Oregon, we used to have Canadian geese down there. Nobody wanted to kill the geese. Well, you couldn't walk one foot without stepping in geese shit. Okay, I mean, it was everywhere over the cars, over the houses, piles, layers. Like, get something to scrape it off. Okay, so you, you, you have this for the vast majority of animals. Okay. So there is levels by which it, this is governed. They, they know we can kill X amount. They govern that by saying you have to have tags and permits. You're not allowed to kill certain age groups. You're not able to kill a certain amount of males or females or whatnot, okay, in certain times so they can breed and we don't disturb them. There's no hunting allowed. This is brilliant, okay? And when you look at these national reserves, I'm pretty sure the people who pay for these national reserves, because there's hunting allowed during certain seasons, are the hunters. They get very, very protective of these animals because it is a pastime, it is a hobby, and it's hard for us to imagine that, okay? But let's put that aside for a minute, okay? They don't want to see a depletion because what do they what do they have then to hunt for their hobby, their pastime, their interest? So they too know that sometimes you gotta lay back and let the, the, the species flourish. Other times there's so many of them, now's the time to go out and they can get maybe more permits or however it works. Okay? So there is a, a significant need and logic behind hunting. Don't try to take a hunter's license away, okay? They're, they're actually doing a good thing. Every time you go to the butcher, whoever it was that butchered that meat for you had to have a certain propensity to be okay with doing what he's doing. Now, I wouldn't want to be a butcher, but I certainly respect them and I certainly eat meat, so you damn straight, I appreciate their service, okay? If it takes hunters to go out there and bring that, that that's, that's the same thing. Now, you could say, well, we could do farm raise, we can do all those things. Yeah, but that wouldn't still manage the, the control while we are sprawling in America, growing wider, as to where all these animals are going to go and whether they're going to attack human beings or your children in the backyard or whatnot, okay? Because believe me, it can happen. What I'm saying is having guns is not all bad. Now, having already said that you got masses of deer, whatever. This is how they control those populations. When I was a kid, I remember riding an ATV uh, down this hill out in the country, and uh, it was at night, and I thought I'd seen something out of the corner of my eye. I felt something intense. I turned the, the, the light to the thing, and I flashed it. There were hundreds and hundreds of deer, hundreds, like all these red eyes, and i I'd never seen so many deer in my life. Um, if there is a, a level where it's depleting, believe me, it is your licensed and registered responsible hunter that's going to say, you can't be hunting these animals. We need to let them be. We need to let them, them you know, come to. 
okay, and, and start popping. So I don't know if that helps your thinking at all in that department, but, you know, and I, I need feedback because I don't know if I'm getting it from them or not, if they understand where I'm coming from, okay? So that's your, your basic kind of gun rights. It's where you got your NRA. And I'm not a fan of the NRA. Something different has to come out for sporting guns because the NRA is infiltrated by Russian politicalists, and they're manipulating the members in there to just – stupidness okay so uh, I'm not sure how that can be rutted out or solved but I would like to see a, a, a politically free in the sense of being manipulated from the outside for the NRA obviously the NRA needs to stay political or it's even a bigger problem I get it and I'm okay with that but that's a whole nother subject in itself um, when we talk about safety listen my mom's got a gun I want her to have a gun because things have happened in her life. And if she had one at that time, those things wouldn't have happened. Okay? Or at least she has something to defend herself. Uh, I think everybody should be able to have guns if they can be responsible. And they have to take lessons. And they have to get certified. You know, all the essentials. Okay? I do think that there should be a basic psych test. Okay? I think it should be also done for cars. A car can kill you as easily as a, as a gun can. Okay? So... We will always have shootings. We will always have murders. We will always have people running over crowds of people every so often, okay? Look at this differently. If you're in a movie theater and it's dark in there and there's a few hundred people in there watching a movie and somebody starts popping away at a gun at the audience, okay? I assure you a lot of people are going to die from whoever that person is shooting people. But if everybody randomly was allowed to be able to carry a gun, okay, you would probably find that that shooter was killed within the first few people he actually got because people are going to turn around and start shooting back. You can't climb over the seats. You can't climb over people. They're all trying to get out the exits in mass. Okay? So it also tells gun people, eh, I don't know if I want to open, you know, grandma's got a gun too. Who the hell she knows what she's got in her purse? Okay? I'm just saying that there's different perspectives. So if somebody points a gun at you, yeah, it's not cool. Okay? But if you got one to point back, you'll find that a lot of people stop pointing anything, okay? Um, you know, I like the old adage, and I hope I don't get it wrong, but, you know, the old adage is uh, uh, God created man, and Smith and Wesson made all men equal, okay? And it's true for the little guy or little lady who, you got to remember, we live in a society where dominance rules and physical dominance could, could be overbearing and big bullies exist and people, whatever, you got a gun on your hip, you know, it says, I'm going to say whatever I have to say and we're going to have a conversation. You're not just going to tell me to shut up and sit down, okay? There's a, a little mutual respect there, okay? Can it go south? Can it go bad? Yes, okay? But I don't see any route to to United States citizens giving up their their guns ain't never going to happen never okay I'm not going to give them up okay what I am open to is some dialogue or conversation about what type of guns and whatever but I don't think people who have guns are going to even want to have that conversation to they to they realize that there are people or liberals out there like me in my position, okay? And Biden is not taking anybody's guns away. That's complete bunkus bullshit. He never said it, never, never insinuated it, nothing. So whoever is out there putting out that's propaganda shit. Trust me, I did my research. Anyway, so in either case, uh, that conversation can never happen 
to move to the next level, okay, until, until they know that we are not out to take everything from them, nor should we. Uh, I, I am open to the conversation where I, I, I don't know enough about assault rifles to be telling people whether they can have them or not. It just sounds like a really bad thing, and I think that's how most liberals look at that, okay? So I think I need to be educated more on that. I think everybody does, and we need to understand what are assault rifles, well, how do they work, what, 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 you know, what, what, are, what is their purpose in life for, okay? Um, does it listen? If you have a handgun, I don't care. You get an assault rifle. I would like to see stuff limited where you don't have you know automatic stuff and everything else just to kind of wind it down. But I would not be opposed to people who've got 10, 20 years excellent history uh, with gun management, gun control, uh, you know, whatnot, certified, whatever. I think those people are perfectly responsible no more than I think hunters are. are. I think hunters are very well qualified too, okay? Um, so, you know, that's my position. I don't know if that helped change your position or not on it, but, you know, I told everybody to stay in here on my property. Get a gun permit, get a gun. <laughs> you live out in the country, okay? So it takes about an hour for the cops to get here, <laughs> okay? So, no, I want my guns, so... I think it's a very logical perspective that you have. I'm yeah. super curious if we have any comments, anyone who had any thoughts on that. If not, we'll just we'll just keep going. Um, so a lot of people saying they agree, and then there's one person from the UK saying that we don't need guns. Um, well, they don't in the UK because yeah. they are situated and developed the country on different terms. I mean, we will never get rid of the guns. I mean, people will have them buried in their backyard, and they'll come up at the worst times, okay? It's, it's better to say, see, we've been inundated with them, okay? It's saturated into our history, into our culture, into our life. It's as much a part of us Americana as hot dogs and hamburgers in a weird way, our right to be our arms, okay? They did not deal with stuff. In the UK, they were oppressing other countries, okay? Taking them over and their resources because they were on an island, okay? I know a thing or two, okay? So, and very early on, the British Empire wanted to maintain that control, okay, over the people as many, because they were smarter, <laughs> you know, the government was probably smarter. But they also have a, a situation land-wise, environment-wise, very different than our own. So, I think it's great. I would love to visit a country that has no no uh, uh, guns and no guns. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm 100% supportive of that. But you've got to be realistic if you're going to make progress. If it's always a no, no, no in everything and you're not willing to, to broaden your, your view on it, then we will always have these extreme situations as we have politically today. It's all interconnected. It's all Everybody's fighting for a different issue, and they're willing to overlook all the other bad things about a particular representative politically because of the few things they're extremely passionate about. Well, guns is a big one. Let's rethink it. You know, there's so much information out there a lot of people get overwhelmed with all the different forms of news and then questioning if that news is even you know quote-unquote real if it's trustworthy and it seems like people just don't know who to listen to or they listen to someone and somebody has a question is this the right people to be listening to this is this is a huge problem and i watch msnbc i watch uh uh cnn and i watch fox go ahead test me uh, want to talk about anything on their shows? Let's go. You can see if I'm legit or not. Uh, 
I'm not a fan of Fox, but I, I at one time was starting to get into um, MSNBC, and they kind of made some mistakes. I got a pretty good memory, and I started to see that they were just as manipulative as Fox was, mm-hmm. but in a different way. And CNN also in a different way. And then I see TYT, which is the Young Turks, and it's this, it's the same thing. I'm starting to feel from them. Okay, and they all want to say they're they're not in on it. Okay. This is where the root of the problem is, and I understand a little bit about marketing, okay? You have to remember that until you can have a free and clear um, news source that is not dependent monetarily on the audience. So Fox has a certain audience, and they do very well, and a lot of people don't realize why Fox numbers are so high usually. It's because they don't really have any real competition, Okay, for for driving the Republicans to that. So they get the the lion's share of it. And that's why Trump's going to start his own here soon. And that's why he's rallying up everybody to get them to jump ship. Now you're going to see Murdoch trying to, to kick back and whatever, whatnot. But that's another story in itself. So with with MSNBC, it's the same thing. It's a certain type cast of person that watches that. And same thing for CNN, okay? And the, the Young Turks, it's a certain kind of people, but they don't run commercials. They ask for donations, but they're still pandering to a point of view, and they're dependent on feeding that viewpoint, slanting whatever, however they see stuff, to accommodate that viewpoint in order to keep those viewers giving in their money. And this is the same thing with the old school design of TV and TV commercials. The, the, the company is looking at the network saying, we know more people buy our product that are these people versus, you know, liberals for this. And we know that the liberals will buy this product, but, but the Republicans aren't, okay? So they bankroll to where they think the audience is and where they see the polls of their sales going up, okay? <coughs> if people who are running these shows start to say what they may really think, Okay, and it's not in alignment or starts to change from the viewpoint that they've been giving. Okay, you will see the sales because less people are observing and their market start dropping. And that means Tide, let's say, isn't going to be buying any more hours from them. That means they're basically going to lose their job and some new young gun's going to come in there. So these people are constantly forking out information that I'm not convinced they even even have. I can tell you right now, one thing I, I hate about Fox, I have a big 80-some-odd screen TV, okay? So I literally can do stuff that most people can on normal TVs, okay? And that is I literally can watch certain newscasters, okay, that are on there literally reading the teleprompter. You can read the words in their eyes or see it, okay? And you can see how they're catching up for their expressions to match it. So it's not free thought with it where the expression is coming through at the same time or just before it. It's like it's like as they're reading it, they're they're motioning to change for that. So they've got 10, 12 writers back there who are literally writing what they are saying. They may not even know what they're saying to the moment they sit down and start reading it out loud. What they do know is where's my paycheck at the end of the week for X amount of millions of dollars. Okay? That's what it comes out to. And what, what is that going to go down because the viewership is going down? Well, I better get angrier because my, my people like to have that. And they always have this kind of mean, pissed off, kind of constipated look, I call it. I'm sorry, but I'm going to dig. And then, you know, you get Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow is appealing to a certain kind of people. And she really pissed me off because she was like, oh, we got Trump, you know, taxes and this and that, and whatever, to drive her numbers out. Then you find out they're like decades old, okay? Well, that was very manipulative on her part. And I don't trust her since then. 
that. It showed me that the Republicans have a good point saying all that. So I, I listen. I, I, my view can change. You should be able to listen to things too and not just be so firm. So this goes on to, to other stuff. And this is a viewpoint that they are – you can take something, anything in life. And this is a very important lesson. And when you explain it from your point of view – you are, are fighting and, and crafting it to, to, to represent your interest to have that person come to the same point of view as you. So you can have four news stations reporting on the same exact thing, but yet they're completely different as to how they come across based on the tone and your facial expressions. And like, you know, so one person could say, can you believe this? And another person could say, can you believe this? Two totally different things. And this is what I watch happening on Fox and NBC and everything. And I'm like, no wonder we're all fucked up. Okay? Sorry, I guess I shouldn't swear. But anyway, so so by, by me observing all of this, you know, I seen, uh, what's his name from TYT, the, the head guy, you know, I'm sorry, I don't remember his names, but he's like, you know, oh, was, you know, uh, such and such, uh, uh, Bill Meyer from HBO, you know, and he did the same plug. He was like, yeah, he's this old guy. I guess old people still kind of like, you know, his sense of humor or something. That was such a plug to say that this guy's no good and the older people are out of touch but the younger people are more in tune and we have what you want we're going to tell it the way it is the way you want to hear it it's just the same shit it's the same shit okay i think they're all right and i think they're all wrong it's just depend on how they tell the story okay and everybody's better than the next Personally, I'm probably this next uh, 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 election season, I'm going to go over to become an independent. I really don't know what I'm going to do, but I can tell you one thing. I, I am kind of tired of the Republican Party, and I'm tired of the, the Democratic Party, and I don't know what that leaves. So unless I see some amazing leadership come forward, I don't know what that answer is going to be. I like Pete Budabeck a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I think he will be able to bridge both sides. I think he probably thinks a lot like me for whatever reason. Anyway, um, but that's my, my take on that. I think that, that, that the news channels are run by the influence of bringing in the money. And if they don't hold their ratings and they've already secured a kind of audience that watches them, you don't want to lose that audience. Okay, so what they're doing is they're pandering that. Even if they think that it's like you know, Laura Ingram is talking all this stuff about masks. Who wants to be masked? Okay, and then she's up on stage with with Trump, and nobody's got masks on. She's got hers on, and he's like, "Oh, when do you all of a sudden get so politically correct?" You know, she what she does at home is different than what she's selling people on on the channel, and this goes for all of them. Okay, now I'm not saying that's completely the truth. And it may not be true for all of them, okay? But what I'm saying is, is we all need to smarten up a little bit. The congressmen, they're all the same, and so are all the senators, okay? Um, I, I honestly would, would in, in certain ways, like to see a complete revamping, and we'll never see it because we're too politically divided right now, you know? But I, would, I think we need to go and look at a lot of stuff and and try to rethink how we're, we're doing all this. Um, I think times have changed, technology has changed, information has changed, economies have changed, our, our enemies in the world have changed and grown or, or whatnot. And we tend to, to stick to rules that were written 300 years ago. And listen, let me tell you something. I was never a person who 
really understood when they said our forebearers or the, the architects of, of our constitution. I don't know. I think it's like I'm getting in my, my 50s now, so my tune is changing. I'm starting to become one of those people. And I get it now. They were fucking brilliant. They were brilliant. Um, you know, you can't foresee everything, but they really, really did a good job up until now into how they laid our laws and, and our stuff. And we do tend to lean different ways of how that's interpreted, where we got to be real careful. This is where you got the Supreme Court now, and their glasses, how they interpret it, will be different than others, and that's going to have an effect on everybody, okay? But the whole of it should be pretty, pretty much there. But... I think that there are a lot of countries that are newer than us that have way better constitutions per se, that are way more functional, where the people are much more happier collectively, okay, than we are now. So the problem is, is it's so scary thinking about even looking at that and changing it. Who's in charge? Who, who's the Senate? Who's, who's in charge? Republicans or the Democrats? How's this going? It's so hard, but... It needs to be done. So does gerrymandering. Shame on the Republicans. That's just pure wicked evil. But I feel like they're fighting to survive. And so they're doing every dirty trick to stay in the game. And, you know, the Democrats, I think, are all half nitwits. I'm sorry. They don't have no drive to finish what they start. They just, as soon as something's somewhat okay, they're like, let's go back to the beach and put on our suntan lotion and let's forget about it's ever happening. Well, then the, the problem rebuilds over time. And then we're right back to repeat rents. We never fix the fucking problem. Gerrymandering's got to go. It's awful, and that's why the Senate is stacked with 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 the Republicans. You know, it's all cheating. That's all it is. Cheating, you get away with. So we have some questions, or we can go into some topics. Um, you can do whatever you want. I'm on a roll now. Bitch, I know. I say whatever you want. <laughs> What's up? Put got a question yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. What do we got? Tiffany is asking, I find that I get triggered, anxious when I try and follow the news and stay informed. How do you manage to remain emotionally, spiritually balanced with all the negativity in the news? I, I owe you guys an honest answer and not a bullshit answer. And I try to be the no bullshit kind of guru, if you will. And it bothers me. Um, it is a lot of tension for me. It is a lot of stress for me. Um, I, I don't like it. I would rather not look at it and not deal with it. But the reason I work myself through it and I pace myself is I know that if I don't get involved, I know where the world is heading. And it's much, much, much worse than, than where we are now. So I refuse to give up an inch, okay, unless I feel that it's fair. Okay, um, so I, I, I would like to say that let me do that for you and let me do the thinking for you. But I also think that's a terrible thing to say. Everybody should think for themselves. And I don't want the burden to be your conscious and your decision maker just because I say so. I'm not one of these giant church, you know, mega church people who tell them all how to vote like sheeple. Okay. I want you guys to stay informed. I want you to come to your own answers and your own conclusions. But I know a lot of you guys simply – spiritual people just are not designed for this, okay? And so I feel that I have an obligation as, as, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a friend that, um, that I should do the best that I can. doesn't mean I always get it right. 
the best that I can to relay my position or my thoughts in the hopes that they seed into you guys and you guys will, will work with that, okay? But I'd rather have that than have you guys say, hands in the air, we're not going to make a choice or draw a line or choose a side. That would be disastrous in ways you can't even imagine, okay? Uh, you will see Christians basically flourish. You will see the oppression, suppression of our spirituality. Uh, you will see it being crushed on the internet. You'll see it slowly being removed from YouTube. All this stuff is almost kind of happening anyway, okay, uh, because of other outside influences molding and shaping how we think. And that's also a big problem is social media. I think all the big head honchos you know, you've got incredible power being wielded by just a few people and their position in their mind. Now, they own it. That's the problem with capitalism. They own it. We feel that they get to do whatever they want. But this is where we need to look at the Constitution again or look at something beyond the Constitution that says that when you have an influence over society that reaches a certain number of people that, that listen to what you have to say, newspapers have a certain demographic, that demographic gets massively big and you're putting out stuff that simply isn't true, okay, or allowing it to be because you know the people start feeding and frenzying and foaming at the mouth for it, they're all making money. It always comes down to money in the end, okay? This is where we have a big, big problem. Watch the social dilemma. You want to really be the, a force to reckon with? You want to be the smartest person in the room when you talk? Watch that. When you talk, everybody's going to shut up and listen. Okay? So, in essence, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. I'd say tried in small doses. I've yet to find a new source that I, I like. I think probably... I will end up leaning towards something like PBS or something in, in that category. There's very few uh, news sources that I like. For me, I catch all the nuances from them reading the teleprompter and just basically making a paycheck and they act like they're, they're passionate about whatever they're reading. Um, enough like little, can you believe that? You, you, don't even, you don't even know what the hell you just said. You just read it. And you, it's like I could see it in your face. It was news to you too. Anyway, so the, 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 the other thing is that um, I just don't, I don't, I, I think that, that news has become a commercialized product that has a market it panders to. And what I want is, this is another thing that people don't understand. This is true for MSNBC, CNN, and for Fox, and for TY2. These are talking point shows, okay? These are opinionated shows, meaning, like me, right now, this would be my opinionated show. This is my view, my opinion, my, my response to how I feel and how I think about these subjects, okay? Well, that's what, what these people are, whether it's Laura Ingram or it's, it's you know, uh, uh, I can't even remember all their names now, uh, uh, Rachel Maddow or whether it's, uh, what's his name with the, the, the white hair always on CNN, uh, Anderson Cooper or any of them, okay? Sean Hannity. These are all opinionated shows based on their opinion, and this is why people are attracted specifically to them, and that they become the judge and the jury in their opinions about what they're saying, and the person is getting endorphins released because they're hearing what they want to hear, and these people are getting upset, and you feel like you need to be upset too because they're, they're using such innutation in their voice 
okay, and an expression that you, you feel it emotionally, okay, but it doesn't mean it's true in the sense that it may be true, but it's, it's the edges are twisted to guide it in a certain direction for you to come to conclusions, and that's what they, so back in the day when I grew up, you had your weekly news, you had your evening news, and it was their job not to give opinions, it was their job not to make it an opinionated show. It was the news. And the news is, this is what happened today. There was a, uh, an explosion at a refinery, da-da-da, such and such, you know, ISIS group took credit for it, blah, blah, blah. The, the government now is, is looking at, at the response. That's it. It's not, not, not like personal, okay? It's just this is the things that happen in the world today or in, in the news locally or whatever. It's the opinionated shows that I think are the poison um, in the world. But I also think, <laughs> this is double-sided sword always with me. I do think that if you could get the right person who's very scholared on all the issues in the world, who wasn't motivated by the bottom dollar, who wasn't motivated by you know their paycheck, more or less, that you may get honest news, but when they say they're fair and balanced, they're full of shit, okay? If they say they're the most powerful name in news, they're full of shit, okay? This is all plugging you to believe that they are, because you hear it enough. Somebody says it enough, like Sean Hannity, you keep repeating it, people start to believe it, okay? Uh, same thing goes for the rest of them. So I don't, I think if you're going to watch the news, try to understand what an opinionated show is from news, okay? They should just be reporting the essential facts, okay, and hope that they're being honest. But I would, would probably trust something like PBS or something like that. But that doesn't mean Republicans would. I don't know. I have to open myself to hear what they have to say because they are, listen, I'm probably more up to date on the liberal perspective because I'm, for the most part, probably a liberal. But I, I, I try to stay aware of what Republicans but I figure that they are the expert. If I can find Republicans who don't talk to me in a condescending way with their lip going up, and how can you believe that? Okay, well, how can you believe that? Because we do that back, and they feel the same way. That maybe we'd have some growth. You get what I'm saying? I'm open to that conversation. I know some very smart Republicans. That's There's no question about it. So... Well, Mark, you let me know if you have any questions, but let's go ahead and ask Amy's question. So she says, so many spiritual people want to separate themselves from politics. In addition to voting, why is it important for spiritual people to understand what the government, how the government works and stay informed about what's really going on? Well, let me, let me explain where I try to keep things very simple. Okay. It's up to you guys to expand on whatever I said, see if I'm right or wrong or whether you agree or not. Okay. In a nutshell, liberals spiritually, which is our interest, okay, totally are going to back whatever crap we're into, okay, whether it's new age, spiritual, feel good, you know, whatever it is, okay. Republicans push, not all of them, because we have Republicans, okay, but the majority of that backing is Christian agendas. Now, the Christians think we're all going to hell. We don't think they're going to hell. We just think they're they're very confused, okay? So these are two driving factors behind the power of these two political parties. The difference is, is we do not back up 
our representatives for our interest. In other words, hey Christians, back the F off. Stop giving the money to Christian uh, camps for kids and stuff and give the money to, to programs that serve everybody, okay? And don't be trying to take more than your fair share, okay? So this is, is one of the most basic problems I have. The religious viewpoint that Republicans embrace but they don't like to talk about, okay, is the Christian agenda. The LGBT, they don't want, they don't want, you don't want nothing, you know, nothing that we have for values. Not all of them, and vice versa, okay? But that is one of my strongest views, okay? Is, is that if we don't get politically involved, you will be ostracized for your beliefs, okay? You will, you will not get jobs. You will not be given opportunities if a, if a Christian theological political view is expanded on because it's always you and them. We're more forgiving, ironically, but they're not, okay? At least that's my feeling, okay? So that's one of the biggest reasons right there why you should be looking at that. But like I said, usually one picks political viewpoint based on one or two passionate things, and you dismiss Everything else that might be wrong because there's one or two things that you are very passionate about, they get right and they're in opposition of the other side. That's the whole big problem right there. Okay? So, in essence, that's two things. So, guns could be one. Okay? Uh, uh, pro choice, you know, uh, versus pro life is another. You know, you, you choose if that's what you're passionate about. You're like, I'm going to get behind this, this person because he believes in these certain things that I extremely believe in. But you basically give up your value or whatever on all the other stuff that you're very, that you, you really don't know a lot about or you're not that aware of. Okay? Or maybe you don't care. I don't know. But it always seems like we're giving to pick one side or the other and we have to decide based on one or two things that we're passionate about. And that's so wrong. But that's the system we have. Okay? So, what was she saying in the question again? <laughs> yeah, she was just basically asking why it's important for spiritual people to know how things work, like the government, and to okay. follow along. Let me, let me, okay, a lot of Republicans aren't going to like this, okay, but I come from a family of Germans, okay? I grew up with uh, first and second generation Hitler uh, 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 regime, okay? And I grew up around the table hearing about it all the time and the stories and the things. And, you know, back then they had what would be considered liberals in Germany. And then you had basically what you call Republicans. And the Republicans, in my opinion, they weren't Republicans, but it was the same kind of mental perspective in my mind. And that's what empowered Hitler to to push with this where you know everybody thinks it's like oh get the Jews and do this and do that okay yes but you've got to understand the driving force behind it I think these people are frustrated with certain things and so they see an opportunity to just control everything and take control and take power and things are just we had enough now okay but then that power starts to get out of control and it becomes super ugly okay had the liberals in the early days of Germany been more invested politically and more vocal and more out there, I don't think we would have in history a story about Hitler and the millions of lives that he affected, if not billions. 
Um, and that's because of complacency and not wanting to get involved or confrontation or to deal with stuff, uh, just to have a peaceful life. And I know that from my family because my family was on what I'll call the liberal side. And, you know, when I says, well, how did, you know, uh, Opa handle all that or whatever, great Opa or whatever. And, you know, my mother said she once was told when, when this happens, you shut up, you keep your eyes down, you don't socialize with anybody and you don't say nothing, nothing, not, not privately or not, because they will come in the middle of the night and kick your door in and take you away. Had they not let that get there, had they started fighting immediately, Okay, and you do that not fist fighting. You get out there by picketing, by by signing petitions, by by voting in your judges. And what are the, what is their thinking? You vote in your your legal system. You vote in all of the stuff. You look at all the key people. How much money they give into this guy? Who are they? What is their interest in giving millions to this guy to get elected? Okay, maybe we should stop spending our money on their products. Okay, if they're going to empower somebody this dark, that's how you stop all that. You start, you know, saying we will not support this product or buy it anymore. You start putting it out there. You watch the tune of, of big companies stop investing in there because they got somebody in there that's like a, a Nazi. Okay, uh, but if you don't take an interest within a small margin and you don't start voting. That's really your greatest power is not just the vote for president. That's a big mistake everybody else makes. The president is 50% only of the, the, the concern you should have voting. The other half should be the Senate, it should be Congress, and it should be all of your local voting. Okay. And if we start, and the, the Republicans are way ahead of us. There's the, that's why they did all the gerrymandering. If there wasn't gerrymandering and it was done fairly, there would be, there'd probably be no Republicans in the Senate. They, they don't, they don't, it's hard to explain, okay? But if we found our voice, believe me, the world will change. And they're terrified of liberals getting that voice. Quite honestly, I'm a little nervous about liberals finding it because I don't want it to be an over-liberal world. I already have issues here in California. I think it's too liberal and I thought I never would say that, but I've just about had it. So in either case, um, I don't know. Does that answer the question? I don't know. I'm ranting on. That and then some. I think it's great. All right. Mark, yeah. we got anything? Yeah. Uh, Deborah's asking, what about ignoring politics and working at the grassroots level, introducing meditation in schools so kids can learn they are not their thoughts and emotions? Yeah, that's it. Well, that's a start. But by, by avoiding the political conversation, they're not avoiding it. So you're allowing them to be – look, in, in Oregon, I remember um, seeing all the time uh, – it's very green, very beautiful – lush, I mean, just green beyond belief, okay? And then every so often you would see these entire beautiful forests of redwood trees or whatever, pine trees, massive and everything, and you would see all of a sudden certain areas, the entire forest was covered in ivy, ivy plants, which I loved. And I would go, oh, they're so pretty. Oh, it's so nice. I love them on the East Coast and whatever, right? And then one day a person turned around and and, and I, I said to them, what the, what the hell are those people doing? We're on a bus or something. I was on my work. They had machetes and they called them the machete brigade and they would chop all the ivy growing up the big trees and they just whack them so it would die. And I was like, what the frick are they doing? And he, they said to me, well, ivy is a, is a foreign um, uh, species. It's an invasive species. 
So what's happening is it's thriving in the moisture out there. It's thriving off of the rich nutrients in the ground. The problem is, is it grows like eight times faster than the local plants and trees. And when it climbs up all of the trees, it's killing everything. Killing everything. It's just going to be a giant forest of ivy because nothing can, can fight against it. Okay, So while the forest is going, hey, we're just enjoying the sun. We're just going to do this. and we're going to do The ivy is relentlessly taking over and it will win. Okay? So if your position is, I don't want to deal with that, I just want to focus on meditation and happy, positive energy, you will be having a future that you will not like, and it's your own fault, and you deserve it, and I won't feel sorry for you. Um, if you have to say there are certain things that you have to fight for in life, and this is one of those things. You have to have an opinion. Whether it's one that agrees with me or disagrees with me, I don't care. But but by choosing not – this is my biggest issue with spiritual people is that they want a no hands-on situation. They just want everything to run on autopilot. There's no such thing as autopilot. And even if there is, there's always something out there to jack it all up. Okay? So – you will lose your rights. You will be suppressed. You will not be able to teach meditation because it is not a Christian value. It is from the devil. Therefore, you will see them uh, picketing out front of all of them, just like they do with movies, just like they do with books, and they get a lot of them banned. They win a lot of time. Okay, don't forget that. But eventually, they're going to get you rooted out of the colleges, rooted out of the town area, and eventually, they're going to get be picketing your front door at your house. And eventually you're going to be forced to move. And where are you going to move? I don't know. But that's because you did not raise your voice and you allowed them to thrive. There has to be an equal amount of balance in order to sustain real growth. Does that help? I think yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people can, can feel like they're in your shoes. They just want to work and do, make good in the world. Uh, that's all but I want. Do. I want this shit to come to an end. I just want to be able to enjoy myself. I want to go out, look at UFOs, chase Bigfoot, meditate, do spiritual stuff. That's what I enjoy. That's what I love. That's my passion. And I hope I get a lot of that before I kick the can one day. But in the meantime, don't you tread. You say, don't tread on you. Don't fucking tread on me. Don't try to take my rights away. Don't suppress me with Christianity and all this other crap. That's, that's ancient mythos. All right, we have a question from... Fired up now. Yeah. <laughs> we have a question from uh, Mitchell. He says, over the past four years, uh, it's been largely polarizing. Uh, with a new political platform in America, how can we leverage it to push for progress while simultaneously bringing the collective into a more balanced consciousness? I think Biden is an excellent choice, and I encourage everybody to get behind him. He is a very good middle ground person. Now, if you're going to ask me, would have I voted for Biden? Biden was my last choice, okay? So, no, I'm not thrilled with Biden. I can give a bunch of reasons, okay? Uh, but that doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him the wrong person. In fact, it makes him the right person because I think if we all – really liked him, I think nobody would want him from the other side or vice versa. I think what makes him disagreeable for me is that he's probably somewhat likable by the other side also. So that makes one a little nervous, mm -hmm. but I trust him. I do think he is honest. He's got integrity. And I think he has the, the heart and the propensity to unite us. Okay. That's the key. And if that's the key, get the hell out of the way. I have your back, Biden. 
Okay, I have your back. And if it's just four years to get us kind of orientated, fine. If it's eight years because he's doing a great job, fine. Okay, I'm all for that. Okay, but we do need to bring some peace. So how do we do that? We do that by supporting Biden, by supporting what he's doing. I'm not a Trumper. Trumpers, I think, is very bad and has been very bad for the country. I cannot fathom how someone who has any respect for the military to not resent Trump for the things that he has said. Listen, if, if, if we all owe anything to anybody in this country, it's the military, okay? Maybe you don't like the military because we're liberals, but I got news for you. You're welcome to have ISIS come over to your neighborhood. Let's see how they take care of you. You're, you're welcome to have Putin and Russia come over or China or whatever because they'll be putting you guys in little boxes and shoving you around with guns. The military is there for a reason. And never, never be too gun-shy when it comes to giving money to the military, okay? I do think they get an awful lot, and I do think it needs some, some looking at. And I don't claim to be an expert at it. But I sure in hell would not be saying to people that we should be defunded. No more than defunding the police department. What the hell's the matter with, with, with certain liberals saying that? What we need to do, and I, I'm just shooting an idea out, okay? Sure, the systemic racism. Anybody who says they're not is an idiot, okay? It's well and alive, okay? And how we start doing that, maybe, I think we need to have a very long dialogue with uh, uh, Norway and different places that have excellent, excellent um, systems for, for criminals and jail and how they process them and, and what their return level is. It's almost nothing for repeat crimes they, because they give them therapists and they work with them and they let them be human beings that did a stupid shit, okay? And so we all done stupid shit, okay? It doesn't make it right, you know, and there's certain circumstances for murderers and everything else that's different for me, okay? But the point being is, is that I think also with police departments, that whoever the police chief is, there must be a mandate that's evaluated that uh, take the past 50 years and see what the, the, the complaint level is and, and murders and everything. And I think that we figure out what that average is and that they get paid by the reduction and rewarded by the deduction on a yearly basis of how many complaints came in and how many questionable police deaths and you focus it on the police chief if he's making 150,000 a year or whatever he's making he loses 10 grand a year or 20 or 30 or 50 or maybe he should make a base salary of 35,000 and the rest is based on performance not by what we like you doing but by what we can tell by the records of complaints and not complaints that were, were, were permitted. And then you, if you hit a certain level, you go. They're going to be motivated. Money's a great motivator. Didn't I cover that in the, the whole news channels? Believe me. The money can can handle a lot of stuff if it's controlled in the in the right way. Okay? Um, so I, I think that but anybody telling anybody to defend the police departments is lunacy. Lunacy. Okay? Now, should there be retribution for what they did? Hell yes. And are they, are they systematic? Is a lot of racism in America? Hell yes. Okay. But if we, if we abruptly deal with it one way, we're going to have a vacuum fill it in with something even uglier. Okay. I, I don't profess to have the answers. I'm just shooting stuff to make you start to learn how to maybe think about stuff. Okay. But don't shoot yourself in the foot, you know? Um, but yeah, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, 
I, I think a lot of people who are also saying that they want to abolish the police, there's lots of different conversations, but a big one is more like restorative justice, more like what is actually working in the world. It's, it's, we need to look at the entire system, okay? We need to look at at you know all of that and i still think that we should be putting everybody temporarily at least okay uh on a on a system that evaluates case by case so in other words there's no doubt that that people of color probably receive twice the sentence as somebody not of of, of a colors okay uh i think you got to look at the judge you look at the cases okay and there should be an equal value for those cases. So if the white people got half the time and the black people got d double, that's bullshit. If they did multiple crimes, then fine. Find the, you know, the, the white people have multiple crimes. What did the white person still get? And if that judge is not at least meeting that level of criteria, they got to go. They're out of there. And who decides it? The people. We can enact laws that just do this automatically so you don't have to be bothered anymore. You just got to go in once a, once every two years, do a quick little vote, and boom, you're done. And we can manage all this, and we can get back to the shit we want to do. The real stuff, the important stuff, enjoying life before you croak. Um, so that's my two cents on it. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you know we have responsibilities as people on this earth and as spiritual people as if well. If you are American, you have not just a right but an obligation Look, if you can't vote for you and whether you care, whether you can do meditation at the local college, dear God, then do it for me if you love me or respect me or I've done it. An ounce of good for you. Please trouble yourself for 30 minutes to become informed on the situation and make a choice. Check the box. Not a big deal. Okay? And everybody needs it. If, if there's one thing, one thing that we achieve over the next two to four years, we must lock in vote by mail must, must, must accomplish this, whether if it means blood for my body to get it done, it must be done, okay? Or this will never, never come to an end, okay? Um, do your research on what I'm saying. You, We need to make sure that our representatives are aggressively trying to deal with gerrymandering and find a fix. There's fixes out there, okay? And we have to get behind... Get behind the last two Senate seats. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you for your own fucking sakes, okay? You you want to get an even number for the Senate right now, okay? And get informed on it. Get behind it. If you're going to say, well, I don't know what to do. I want to do one. If you can vote for something that's for one of the blue people, do it. Two, give some money. I don't care if it's 50 cents. Okay. If you see a thing where it says 25 or higher, that's fine. There's a little thing in there. Give what the frick you can't. 50 cents from half of you guys turns up to be a couple million dollars. Do it. Okay. If you can do $5, do it. You can do a hundred dollars. Good for you. Do it. If it means you shunning or taking a little bit of money out of what you would have uh, purchased something new from HBI, not something you already bought, but it sucks, but I will take that hit and tell you this right now. Because that's more important than my financial gains. That's how I feel. Um, we can we are this close from harmony. We are this close from technology exploding to extend our lives, to give us better lives, to make life easier for us so we don't have to work so hard and do these jobs and, and such. 
the technology is there, the opportunities are there, the health expansion is there, and space is just waiting for us. We could see it in this lifetime, amazing things. You might be able to extend your life up to 300 years, but I promise you, unless we change the political system, you will not see those things. You will die in expected age probably between 65 and 82, and that's the way it is. But we can change that. We can change that in literally four years. Uh, Joe actually had a question about this. He asked, what system can actually work in a future timeline where humanity expands to the stars and through time? In my, my honest opinion, Trump has got to go as fast as we can get rid of him. we got to start backing science. We, we need to be kinder to Christians. Um, we hopefully will have Christians treat us with kindness. We don't want to hear we're going to hell, and um, we don't want to hear those negative things. We know what you think, and if you keep your opinion to yourself, I'm pretty sure we can keep ours to ourselves, and then we can go out and have coffee and hang out and go to a soccer game or a baseball game or a football game. Um, you know, the irony is... Uh, I get along amazingly well with Republicans, okay? That's the irony of it, until we start getting into the nitty-gritty. And they usually don't debate with me. So anyway, but in either case, um, I like certain Republicans. They're tough, you know? I, I like, I'm kind of Republican-ish in my personality. I think that's why they like me, okay? But it's 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 you missed the mark with Trump, man. You brought something dark in and you did it because I get it because you were tired with the system and you were tired and you thought this guy's going to go in there and get it done. But instead of giving away milk, you sold the damn farm. And now we're trying to get the farm back. Um, that's what I got to say on that. So Mark, how do the comments look? Uh, you want to read some of them? Yeah, so, I don't know. Well, this, <laughs> it's a week. <laughs> this one's nice. Uh, thank you for breaking it down for everyone. Oh, how I wish you were part of the Senate or government in general. <laughs> Listen, you know, there are very good people out there that I think could have done a really good job. Um, but, you know, it's never too late. Don't Don't think about what we could have done. Think about what we can do. That's That's really the takeaway from this. If... If you gave 30 minutes once a week to the political agenda, in other words, what can you do to get certain people into power, okay, that would make such a huge effect in one year. It would be mind-blowing, okay? We literally – listen, if, if – if, I'll make some predictions and I don't like doing them, okay, because they're just logic predictive, okay? If – if we can grab the last two seats in the Senate, that means it's going to be 50-50 between Republicans and Democrats. Now, the Republicans aren't going to like that. I, I understand, okay, because that's going to leave Kamala Harris as the deciding uh, vote uh, uh, breaker or tiebreaker, okay, which clearly I would feel very good about, okay. Um, but what's going to happen now, Biden's going to come in. He won the election. Anybody who says that there was cheating involved, look, let me, let me address that real quick too, okay? You are going to see cheating on both sides no matter what. When you are dealing with billions of people in the United States and outside foreign influence, okay, you're going to have errors. You're going to have some some asshole dumping 3,000 votes because he decided to do it, not because 
the Republicans were in his ear telling him to do it. Well, somewhat, but liberals, but somewhat, okay? And you're going to have assholes in the world who are just going to do shit that they shouldn't be doing. But these these actions, I mean, 300,000 votes, let's say, it's a lot, okay, from either side. But it's really a drop. It's, it's like saying that, you know, this glass of water... Um, is going to have a huge effect against it being taken out of the pool of water outside. It's not, okay? So when when these TV shows start saying, oh, there was corruption in Dallas and this person did it, 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 it it's, it's like saying oxygen in, 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 in California is going to go bad because somebody sprayed aerosol spray for their hair too long, Okay. It, it matters in the sense that all votes should be respected and there should be criminal charges for these people without a doubt. But to suggest that the vote was stolen, okay, with the numbers that are coming in, okay, it's incomprehensible, okay? And we've been doing mail-in voting forever and there's no evidence that it's bad. It's just people saying it's bad. Well, just because you say it's bad doesn't mean it's bad. Show me the evidence. There is no evidence. And the evidence that they're trying to show is, well, Larry Jimford dumped 3,000 letters in there. And he had a whole glass of water from the Olympic-sized pool, and now we can't swim in there because it's all bad. Don't make no freaking sense, okay? There was no cheating. There was no no nothing. Believe me, if, if liberals cheated, I would so cancel, you know, if in a, in a big way, okay, like in a purposeful way, okay? I wouldn't want nothing to do with them. Okay, and the same goes for the Republicans who cheat all the time, by the way. Okay, so in either case, uh, I don't even know what the hell my train thought. Where was I going earlier? I was saying something about something. Uh, ranting along. Uh, about, the vote, but, about the vote fraud or something, right? Well, or, yeah, I think I covered yeah, that enough. Yeah, there was something too. else in there that I started on and I stopped to jump over to this. I'm sorry. Maybe can somebody yeah. can remind me where yeah, else was going. That? Anyway. What was the thing you just read? Uh, it was just how they wish Eric was part of the Senate and government. <laughs> well, you guys want me as part of Senate and government because you're my people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if the, call the, the, the I just what I want to do is I strive to be as fair, 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 like balance. I hate to use that fair and balance, but I I just like to to think about some of the decisions I'm making. I didn't always listen. You know, I'll give another good one, you know, um, deforestation, okay? I used to not be for that, okay? Um, you know, when they would chop down these old forests, I'd be like, ah, oh, they're cutting down all the gold growth, the beautiful trees, the beautiful forest, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I was very upset about it. And, you know, um, you know, I, I knew people in my life that I trusted that were HBI people that I cared about greatly. So I, I listened to them. And this is what taught me that I need to listen better. And they explained some stuff to me, and it really changed my whole perspective. Now, they're liberals, but they're definitely not California liberals. They don't like California liberals. Anyway, but, you know, what they had said to me was pretty interesting. And some of the other stuff that I learned later on, for instance, we climate change is happening. Whether you want to say it's human-made or nature-made, whatever it is, it's happening. And it's going to F us all up, okay? And it's on our doorstep. Forget about it coming. It's here, Okay. But if we remove carbon from the atmosphere in the biggest amounts we can, that gives us a fighting chance. Well, old growth trees probably, and don't hold me to it, Google it, figure it all out, okay? And it depends on the kind of tree and yada, 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 whatever. But let's say it's taking at, at 20 years old, 
10% of carbon out of the air. I think it's even less than that. It's like 3%. While a young sapling growing takes nearly 80% of the carbon out of the air. Okay? So all of these big, gigantic, old-growth trees, their canopies are so big, nothing can grow underneath them. It's too dark. It's too shadow. The whole forest is thick with whatever trees manage to survive. Okay? So all of these old trees, in a sense are no longer productively contributing to an overpopulated world already, okay? So if we cleared out a lot of the old trees, I know, okay, I know, I feel the same, I love trees, okay? But if we did that and we allowed new young tree to grow and to flourish, okay, it may have a significant impact of what's happening in our atmosphere, but I think we need to, to, to take that on in multi-levels, not just with this, okay? But so deforestation, um, I used to live in Oregon, as you guys know, and the entire state of Oregon, basically they're one of their main, if not their main uh, uh, surplus or resource from their environment is trees. And you will see entire massive, as far as I can see, it looks like big swaths butchered out and they look like giant squares. And then you see the other trees all ticky-tacky, I call it, because they're all pine tree, all the same freaking tree, okay? And I hated that, being an East Coaster. And when they go in and they remove all these trees, they want to re-harvest again in 10, 20 years. They go out there, they plant all new saplings out there. The whole place, it isn't, they just don't walk away from it. They are out there planting these trees to regrow. So everything you see in Oregon, probably 99% of it, okay, is all stuff that's only like maybe 10 years old. That The entire state, it's massive, okay? Now, they have old growth areas, but the thing is, is that with all the fires now, it's true, it's going to burst into flame because it's a fuel source. When you got a dead tree laying on the ground and fire hits it, it's 10 times more intense, the heat, and it goes 10 times further, faster, okay? It burns younger, fresher trees because it's got so much heat, it can dry them out and continue this progression of it expanding, okay? So we should clean out all that. But one argument I gave that Trump said was, you know, oh, well, you know, if you guys would do better deforestation, you guys wouldn't have all the fire. I'm sorry. Oregon is burning the shit down and they do their trees for, for the past hundred years or for us and they're still burning down. They ain't shit out there to burn except for trees. So that's not true. It is the atmosphere. Okay? It is global warming. But having said that, they are probably doing better by contributing or removing carbon out of the air than what other places are doing. So don't be so quick to be against deforestation. Before uh, before deforestation in certain areas, in certain and I'm not an expert. I'm open to hear what other people say. Educate me, please. I'm okay with it. Um, you know, teach me something new. Uh, but deforestation, where we are forced to to put in as fresh many new saplings or, or relatively the same amount than what we've removed. Okay, we've got to replace what we take. I'm all for better stuff. Eventually, technology will come up. Paper's got to be on its way down. You're going to see less of a demand, and you're going to see, you know, Oregon would hurt from that, just like coal, just like anything else, okay? <coughs> so I do believe, as the people collectively and scientifically, we've, we've got to find ways to help those societies not abandon them to find new ways to bring in money. You, these coal places, they know it's shit. They're down there getting black lung disease and everything, but it puts food on the table. It's where their families are. It's where they go to Sundays to have dinner with their families. Nobody wants to leave despite how bad the, the, the product is. 
So we shouldn't force them to leave. What we should be doing is saying to them, let's figure out what we can bring there, whether it's technology and educate the people for a couple of years in free schooling and then, and then let them start that new industry or whatever out there and contribute to it. But, but I just think sometimes we do things in the wrong way. And that's why I do like um, a lot of uh, a certain European countries. I think they've thought it out better. The big problem is America is so big, it's very hard to really leverage in certain ways to how do you do all these things. Do you follow me? But if we all put our noggins together, we would. And if the, the government wants to ask me for my ideas, I'm happy to give them free of charge. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's all very interesting. You're saying basically what you were saying before, too, is what does the science say? What is the logical answer? Let's put that into policy. Let's put that into law. And let's yeah. make life better for yeah. everyone. And that's another thing that, you know, I, I want to say to to Christians that may be Republican, I, I get your beliefs. I get it, okay? But not wearing masks doesn't make any sense to me. If you go to a doctor for your liver surgery or an implant or your eye surgery or a dentist to drill holes in your teeth or remove them or drill in new ones or go for a heart surgery or go for whatever or take medication for stuff these are the same people on a much smaller level are saying to you just wear a mask and we could get this over with sooner it doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't listen to these people and, and yet use their services on a regular basis for everything else it, it's mind-blowing uh, listen we're spiritualists but we embrace science I love science Okay, I'm not afraid of science disproving my beliefs. I'm not afraid of it taking it apart. I'm pretty sure there are all sorts of stuff there and this and that that can be pulled or twisted or moved certain ways. I'm okay with that because in the end, we're all living today right now and the health that we have, thank you scientists. Thank you researchers. Thank you NASA. Thank you to all the technologists, doctors, and medical people who busted their ass for their educations where the other ones didn't have it in them to go the distance. You deserve that, that acknowledgement and that appreciation, and you will always have it from me. Um, but religious people need to let science alone, and maybe science needs to lay back on trying to pick their belief system apart or other belief system apart. Let's stay in maybe... All the other lanes, but as long as they're not attacking it, we should just whatever. But that'll never happen, okay? But it's part of the problem. So I got a question here from Raymond. He wants to know, uh, what happens to America if Democrats and Republicans never agree on anything? Are we going to have to keep going through this every election? Rome, that's what happens. We're already at it. We're at the doorsteps of Rome. We're going through it right now with a president sandbagging himself in with a presidency he lost. There's, listen, if I thought we were cheating him out of it, I'd be like, no, we, we're cheating him out of it. Do I think he won the presidency the first time in 2016? I do. He won it, okay? And then I had to, to deal with that, okay? And you know, I didn't deal with it very well, but I dealt with it. Uh, do I think that that... Um, election was to some degree stolen. It, it was stolen in the sense that liberals were sleeping at the wheel as usual, okay, wanting to go out and lay in the field and meditate, I guess. And what happened was is you had Russian propagandists feeding 
people information that wasn't true and we we vote emotionally we vote through our emotion and so if we get fired up or something we don't care all the bad things about trump it's about all the good things about trump to solve that problem because he's going to go in there and do it well it's all based on non-truth but if we're not even aware it's happening and that was the case okay because we're too aloof thinking oh fucking clinton's gonna win no problem as, as i thought okay then we get what we deserve okay so so that is, in the sense, I do feel it was stolen. I do feel it was taken from Russia. So, but at the end of the day, the, there, there, there really wasn't a, an awareness of what's going on. So it's arguable. Okay? It's arguable. But I will say this. Um, the numbers shoring up for, for Biden, because it's still tallying up for, for votes versus what Trump got, the irony is – it's basically the same number that Trump got for his thing. And Trump said he won by a landslide. Move aside already. I won. Biden should be able to say the same thing, and the Republicans should respect that and cut this horse hooey, okay? So we got a pretty good question here from Stacy. And 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 let me say something to the Republicans. Biden is not your enemy. Trust me, okay? Trust me. He's, he, he will probably bend over backwards to the point where we get a lot less done because he's trying to accommodate both sides so much. And that is a concern I have. But I think right now it's probably the best situation for all of us. So, so you Republicans out there don't think we're throwing a party over Biden. We got behind Biden because we just want peace. And anybody who – let me say something to liberals – if you think that Republicans are haters and angry and whatever, I joke sometimes and call them the, the uh, Klingons of Star Trek, okay? Um, the truth is they're not. The truth is they, they love, they cry, they're as passionate as we are. They, they are us. They really are. It's, they just have ended up in their perspective to be in a different position than us. And I don't know if I agree with all the other liberals out there. I don't know if we all agree on the same thing. We, you know, we talk more, we'll see if we get mad at each other. But the, the point is, is Republicans aren't your enemy. Republicans are just angry over certain positions on things. But in day-to-day -day life, they'll have your back the same way we would have each other's backs. You know, a friend is a friend is a friend. And that's what we, we need to do. And this whole rhetoric of, well, we've got guns and we're going to do – you're not the only one who's got guns, okay? If you think we don't have guns, you, you're out of your mind, okay? Um, maybe the majority of liberals don't, but, but believe me, we're very tech savvy. We even like stuff you guys probably even haven't even heard of yet. Trust me. And it's pretty lethal. Anyway, so, all right. All right. So Stacy wants to know – if we accept the outcome of the election as it stands now with a Biden-Harris administration come January, what are your feelings on the future direction of this country? The Democratic Party seems to be split between establishment centrists that are aiming for unity and a faction of progressives that want America to adopt more radically socialist concepts, who find conservative and centrist idealists disgraceful and want no unity with, with Repu Republicans. Mm -hmm. Then there are approximately half of Americans who still embrace conservative conservatism. Now we find common ground. Or is this country headed for civil disruption, the likes of which hasn't been seen since the Civil War? Where do you see us going? All right. Well, 
let's 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 try to talk about some of these things, okay? When we hear the word civil war, we've been at civil war already. We're in it now, okay? Um, what we imagine is like the civil war where you had the red coats coming. Interesting pun there, not intended. And you you basically had militias and military people coming, okay? Now you're going to hear about militias and you're going to have some crazy people out there or whatever. But I can tell you, most of my neighbors out here are Republicans. And the irony is, I really like my neighbors. I really, truly do. And I would go as far as to vouch for them, in my opinion. They're very good people. And I'm pretty sure if any Republican militias came up through here, they're going to take them out. Okay, because they just, they're not going to put up with that shit. That's usually younger, rowdier, okay, well, these old guys, they're not going to put up with that, okay? So you have different factors, okay? Number two is, I think you're going to see the military step right in, and all those people are either going to end up dead or in prison, okay? So keep that in mind also, okay? It, it, it can only go so far. Number two is you're going to see this mainly in the cities, in the heart of cities, playing out and whatever. You are very unlikely to ever see that out in the country or in the neighborhoods or whatever. I mean, we, we kind of imagine that kind of happening, but it, it's, the, the world has changed dramatically. I mean, <laughs> I hate saying this, but whether you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, you know, even hunters get cold and miserable and just start thinking about getting home after being out in the elements for a while, okay? What I mean by that is they don't want to disrupt their lives either. They want to be able to go out hunting and fishing and doing the things that they enjoy, just like we want to go out and do the things we enjoy. And so a civil war is a distraction from the pleasures and enjoying life that we have come accustomed to in America. So... I don't I think you see a lot of saber rattling going on and a lot of loud mouthing and there's some tension there and Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. This is all kind of in the in the in the hubs where this stuff really is decided how it's gonna go politically. It doesn't really go very far outside of the cities. You may get some small skirmishes and stuff, but not really. So don't so don't be terribly concerned it's gonna end up in your doorstep out in the middle of the country or something like that. I think it's gonna be contained and, and, and such to that degree, okay? We may see some outbreaks, we may see some issues here and there, but I'm I'm optimistic it will it will not be as big of a deal as we think, okay? What was some of the other uh, stuff in there? Uh, I guess the Democratic Party, if okay. they're gonna be divided. If 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 we do not get um, the two Senate seats that are remained so we can split it down the middle, it's going to be very, very, very hard for us to get any laws passed. So the change that we're going to see will be very minimal at best, and more than likely you're going to see more civil unrest, okay, and more problems. If we can can get the, the two uh, remaining seats and have it 50-50 with a Harrison leaning in the direction we want, okay, I see a very positive outcome for the world. There still will be problems. There'll still be fighting. There'll still be probably some uproar situations. But in general, uh, I think we'll see a lot more stability, okay, uh, faster. And so this is why I'm saying to you guys, you guys need to – listen, we're this close, this close. The last big hurdle we need to do now is all eyes have to be on – the Senate race, just like all eyes are on Arrakis, those of you guys know what I'm talking about who know, 
all eyes have to be on that Senate thing and we need to put up money to the right people and we need to do whatever we can and if we can get that portion of it solved because Congress is already locked up, I see a very, very, very hopeful future because I think Biden will win over the Republicans. Um, I don't think you're going to see stuff that maybe, you know, like gun laws change and stuff like that. What you're going to see is, is once we can get Trump out of the way, the first business is COVID. And I think we can get it in control in six months. Okay. Um, and probably get back to our lives within a certain degree. I think this thing from Pfizer is phenomenal and had nothing to do with Trump, nothing to do with a uh, warp speed program. They did it all on their own. In fact, they were ahead of the thing before anybody even told them to get on it. Okay. So thumbs up to you, Pfizer. Uh, so in essence, uh, we deal with COVID and then we've got to deal with a number of things that are affecting everybody. And that is basically, we got to deal with the economy and we've got to deal immediately with what we're going to do with the uh, uh, climate change and what's going on with all our, our – I mean, this virus – listen, today they're in California. They've been here for a while. Now they're in Oregon. Now they're in Colorado. They're coming for you guys next, okay? You're going to start having fires and disasters and hurricanes, which has already started, okay? More frequently, more so. But you're going to see it in all the places that's never seen stuff like this before. And when that finally happens, we know you finally will actually get up and decide that it's important. You start voting or doing something, okay? So in either case, um, if we can take the Senate or at least win 50-50, then I'm very, very optimistic of where the future is. It's going to take a year or two to get over all the infighting and everything else. But for the most part, we may be able to get back to Americana and apple pie and be who we are. Okay. But until then, there's a lot of high tension. You know, Trump has, has fed this, this viciousness, this hate, okay, that is unprecedented. Okay. I will gladly vote at this point for, um, you know, Utah's uh, senator there. Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, you guys know, Mitt Romney. I will gladly vote for Bush again, which I never thought I would say. I will gladly, you know, it just do so many of them. I would do. Trump is, 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 I, it's just not truth. It's just not truth. And it's, it's something that's hateful and ugly, and it's the worst stuff in the world. And they picked a champion that they thought would get all these things done. And in retrospect, they, they empowered a monster. And I just wish they would see that. Next. Right on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, How are we doing for time? I feel like, oh, we got going for quite a while. Yeah. That we're an hour and a half. All right. Well, and let's try to wrap this up right. a little. Yeah. So then uh, wrapping it up probably would be uh, answering Angela and Reese's questions basically about conspiracies, which is they want to know if you think there's any legitimacy to any of the big conspiracies out there. Um, um, it's a long conversation. No, no. I, it's, it's a worth one, and I, okay. I need to address all this. Look. As I say in spiritual circles, there's a little truth to every folk tale that doesn't mean it's true. It just means it was built on that. So if somebody sees a werewolf, okay, running through town and yada, 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 and it ate 10 people and three babies and ate the dogs and did everything, okay, the truth to it is it was probably a 
timber wolf from Canada that came down across the border and it didn't eat any babies. It didn't eat any people, but it probably ate a bunch of chickens and goats and stuff. And some kid at school told the story what happened and he got embellished and got embellished. Okay. The, the problem with it, 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 I forget the name of it, but when you look up at the clouds, you can see a dragon. You can see uh, uh, a dog. You can see an airplane. You can you find stuff up in there, okay? If you look at this piece of wood and you look hard enough, you'll find patterns and stuff. If I go in the bathroom and I look at the floor tile or something, I can see pictures in there, okay? Uh, I forget the name of it, okay? When you look at information in the sense that you are looking at it from a suspicious point of view, um, it doesn't mean what you're finding is not truth, but the there I would say the majority of people are finding things that are untrue and they're substantiating them or seeing it in their mind. The same way we count the letter F's in my book and it turns out there's no F's, okay, or there's less F's I mean, okay, and you're like, how's that possible? And you show them where they are and they're like, oh my God, they weren't there and they counted again and then they just disappeared again on them, okay? Your brain, your brain, when you get in a certain mental state and you start inundating yourself with this kind of information like Pizzagate shit and all this other stuff and QAnon and stuff, okay? This is someone, I assure you, making money off of you. I assure you or there's an agenda on their part to manipulate you so that they can get into your pocket and get your money. And that, in the end, is what it is. It's either, you know, like QAnon, there's no question in my mind that this is a Russian black ops operation that's been going for a long time, okay? And they found a certain group of people, and they do these Q drops, and you get a little rush because you know that's another secret just been re revealed about somebody or something, okay? And you get into it. It's like a game, okay? And you no longer can remember what the truth is. I'll give you another thing. I remember when I was a kid and, and, or younger and, and, you know, we'd have our summers and we end up watching like General Hospital, okay? And I remember looking at General Hospital and I'd be like, God, they act like stick people and it feels so synthetic and it feels so, so staged and so whatever. But we were bored. There was nothing else on TV back then. We didn't have cable or anything, okay? And as you watch it over a week or so... You no longer can see that stick mobility or their poor acting or the staging. It just seems like your brain adapts and it all looks pretty real. It looks as good as the big movies, okay? This is what happens when you open yourself up to these conspiracy theories and this kind of thinking. You lose your, your sense of what's up and what's down, what's true and what's not, to the point you're, you have somebody telling you how to think and you're, you're going with it, nodding your head, and then doing whatever the result was or coming to the same conclusion. And those people who are doing that are either paid to do that to you or they have something to gain from it, okay, um, that's not very good. And so a lot of these things are destroying people's lives, good people, okay, who did nothing wrong. They're just innocent bystanders that, that this mental tumble of whatever shit started to roll into their front door and they're like, oh, this is for this and this for that and there must be that and they must be this and look at this connection, look at that connection. It's all connected. Don't you see how it's connected? And you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, I see it. Oh, my God, okay. Well, it's like watching General Hospital. You think it's all looking real good now, okay. So my advice is stay away from all of that. Let me, let me explain something different, okay. 
There are checks and balances in the world, and sure, there are bad things, and there are probably real conspiracies out there, no question about it, okay? But I think that there's probably, just like I feel about UFO abductions, okay? If there's 10,000 UFO abductions, I'm willing to bet that maybe two of them legitimately happened. And the rest is all bunk, okay? Bigfoot sightings, if Bigfoot is out there, which very well may be, out of the tens of thousands of sightings, I'm betting a handful are legit, okay? Uh, it's the same thing about conspiracy theories. But here's the saddest part that bothers me the most. Life is fucking short. How old are you? What have you done with your life? What have you seen? Where have you traveled? What have you enjoyed? The whole time you're sitting over your, your stuff fretting and thinking when you're at work about what you read that night and what's going on in the world and you're fretting and stressing over who's doing what to who and yada, yada, yada. You're losing the minutes of your life that are becoming days, weeks, months, and years that you will never, never get back. You could have spent that time learning how to do a rumba. You could have spent that time learning how to rock climb. You could have learned that time going cross country on a trip with your family or kids or your best friend or going to see somebody you haven't seen in a long time. You could enjoy that time learning how to sing or, or, or enjoying something or playing video games or whatever. This stuff sucks the soul out of you. And my biggest argument to you if you're sucked into it is Google the past 20 big uh, uh, things that were considered to be conspiracy theories over the last 20 years. And look at where they went and look how they fizzled out. People just move on to the next next conspiracy, the next big thing, as if the other one they wasted all those years on was nothing. Don't waste your life. Don't, don't get sucked into that shit. It's shit. It's garbage. And always... Fact check. Fact check and make sure the fact checking place is legit. Save yourself years of your life. I hope that's a good answer. I hope yeah. that, that yeah, that I think it's good. It's just it's just such a waste of life. It's such a waste of time. That's great. Good stab in the heart. Little yeah. wake up, uh, right? Well, yes. thank we you, need, everyone. We all need a reality check, right? Yeah. <laughs> thank well, you. I hope I haven't been too intense for everybody. So. Thank you, everyone, for showing up for this episode of Rebel Guru Radio. Uh, we will see you next month. If you're interested in joining a live event, we actually have a, an event coming up that's going to be three days long, six hours of content. It's going to be a class called Psychic Vegas. It's going to be the 19th through the 21st, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, you should be getting emails about it. If not, reach out to us. Look, I'm going to call it as the best class I've done in years. Okay? Really. I, I don't get excited about classes. I do them all the time. But... Vegas, bling bling, yeah, I like bling bling. But the stuff that I'm going to share with you guys, I promise you, you can use it across the board for work, life, whatever. Not just making money at the casino, but you know, I'll share. You you decide. You decide if you think. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you're every about ten minutes or twenty minutes, I'm going to say something. You're going to be like, oh wow, that that is like enlightening. Um. And it's weird. The reason I chose it to be Vegas is because I'm trying to, to teach you guys these different senses you have that give you different information. It's a psychic sense. And the only way that I've ever been able to really show people very quickly to learn this is through repetition of patterns and numbers. And if you can do something to have fun doing it, 
it means that you'll start to learn that sense. That sense isn't applicable just to playing poker or cards or slot machines or whatever. It's applicable in business, business decisions, it, it, across the board, investments in stocks, all of that. It's applicable for everything. As far as I'm concerned, it is probably one of the biggest must-have classes to watch, really. And we're going to have a lot of fun. So, and we're getting, getting you guys hooked up with uh, online video games that I'm kind of picking and narrowing down at the point as to which one I think. And then, so when we're done with the class, we're going to say, go practice and go do this. We'll see you tomorrow. And then you'll you'll be right with us along the whole process. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very different than anything I've ever done before. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get your mind off of all of all of the politics stuff. and go Yeah. No politics. No more. I'm so done with the politics, at least temporarily. Okay, but, uh, you know, liberals and Republicans and independents here, hopefully we can all just go there and just, you know, have a good time. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that event, the 19th through the 21st, hoping you can make it. Uh, to go, go ahead and go to higherbalance.com forward slash psychic dash Vegas. It's higherbalance.com slash psychic dash Vegas. And I'm going to be talking about aliens, too. I know that sounds crazy, but... Aliens, okay. Aliens, there's aliens. In, cool. I'm telling you, Sorry. I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> I'll even tell you where I found them. All right. All right. Anyhow. Thank you for showing up. See yeah, you all next month. Coolers, people who steal your mojo, I'm going to teach you how to snap it back from them and maybe take theirs. Whew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Goodbye, kids. <laughs> A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought 
but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions, more than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 